Chapters 50 through 52 of The Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers. Book 1 by Palladius. Translated by E. A. Wallace Budge. Chapter 50 of the Blessed Man Posidonius. Now, the things which are narrated concerning the holy man Posidonius, the Thebadon, are so many that it is impossible to describe them all. He was so gentle and gracious and patient and enduring and his soul had so much goodness in it that i do not know that i ever met another man who was like unto him for i lived with him in bethlehem for a year at the time he was living beyond the monastery of the shepherds which was close to the town and i observed in him many qualities of excellence of which i will relate an example one or two he told me one day when i was living by the side of porphyrites saying I have not spoken to a man for a whole year, and I have not heard the speech of one. I have not eaten bread, but the insides of palm leaves soaked in water, and whenever I could find it, wild honey. Once, however, the time came when these things failed me, and I was in sore tribulation because of it. And I went forth from the cave that I might go to the habitations of men. And having journeyed on the whole day, I was scarcely two miles distant from the cave, and I turned and looked behind me, and I saw, as it were, a horseman whose appearance resembled that of a knight, and he had upon his head the similitude of a helmet. Thinking that he was a Roman, I turned back to the cave, and I found outside it a basket of grapes and new ripe figs, and I took them, and went with them into the cave rejoicing, and that food sufficed to be a consolation unto me for a period of two months. And the blessed man wrought in Bethlehem the following miracle. A certain woman had conceived, and she was possessed of an unclean spirit. And being near to the bringing forth of her child, she was greatly afflicted by birth pangs, and was violently tortured by that spirit. And as she was writhing by reason of the workings of that devil, her husband came and entreated the old man to go and pray over her. And we went into her house, therefore, that we might pray together. And having stood up and prayed, after he had knelt down twice, he cast out that unclean spirit. When he stood up, he said unto us, Pray ye, for straightway the devil shall go forth. But there was a certain sign, the fulfillment of which he wished to show us. And therefore, when that devil had gone forth, he overturned the whole of the courtyard wall unto its very foundations. Now that woman had not spoken a word for a period of about six years. But after that devil had gone forth, she brought forth her child and spake. And moreover, I also saw an example of the prophecy of this blessed man. There was a certain elder whose name was Hermonius, who dwelt in these parts, and he was exceedingly well versed in the art and practice of grammar and of eloquence, and he was greatly skilled in the Latin language. But he possessed the vices of envy and evil-eyedness, to such a degree that the excellence of his very great skill and his ability was entirely hidden. Now the blessed man, Posidonius, had dwelt with him for many days, and he told me that the free woman, Paula, who had taken care of him, departed from this world before her time, in order that she might escape from his envy. And according to my opinion, it was on account of this man that none of the holy men would live in these districts, and the envy of this man continued to such a degree that it overtook his own brother, which thing took place even as he had foretold. And he also persecuted the blessed man, 
Oxyperintius, who came from Italy, and the wonderful men Peter the Egyptian and Simeon, who were seen by me, and Posidonius the Great himself told me that for the whole period of forty years he had not tasted food made of bread, and that wrath against any man did not abide with him as long as the half of the day. Chapter 51 Of Cronius, who was from the village of Phoenix. There was a certain man whose name was Cronius, who came from the village which was called Tomarta, i.e. Phoenix, which was nigh unto the desert, and when he had gone away a little distance from human habitations and had departed from his village, having measured out along the road with his right foot about fifteen thousand paces, he prayed and dug in that spot a pit, and he found therein good and sweet water. Now the well was about seven fathoms in depth, and he built there a little habitation wherein to dwell, and from the day wherein he shut himself up in that place, he prayed to God that he might never return to a region inhabited by men. Now when he had dwelt there for some years, he was esteemed worthy to become a priest unto the brotherhood. For there were gathered together unto him about two hundred brethren, and these excellent things are said concerning him, that during the whole of the period of sixty years, wherein he was performing the ministrations of the altar, he never once went out of the desert, and that he never ate bread which he had not earned by the labor of his hands. Chapter 52 Of James the Lame and of Paphnutius Cephala. Now by the side of this Cronius, who is mentioned above, there used to dwell a certain man who was called James the Lame, and he was an exceedingly learned man. Now both of these men knew the blessed Antony, and it came to pass one day that there happened to be there also Paphnutius, who was described as a man who watered gardens by machines, and who possessed the gift of knowledge to such a degree that he knew how to expound the books of the Old and New Testaments, without reading from them, and he was such a gentle man that his meekness overcame the gift of prophecy which was found with him. Now the former was voluntary, and the latter was an act of divine grace, and of this man it was said that he possessed spiritual excellence to such a degree that for a period of eighty years he did not own two tunics. Now when I and the blessed man of Agrius came to these men, we desired to learn the reasons for the stumblings of the brethren, and for their transgressions against the strict rules of the ascetic life. And it came to pass in those days that Charamon the anchorite departed from the world whilst he was sitting on his seat and holding his work in his hand. And it came to pass that another brother was buried by a fall of earth when he was digging a well, and another died of want of water as he was coming from Sket. And in addition to these, we wish to learn concerning the matter of Stephen, which ought not to be spoken about, for he fell into foul lasciviousness. And we ask concerning Eucarpus, and those which concerned Hero the Alexandrian, and the Palestinian, and Ptolemy the Egyptian, who were in Skeet. And we were asking among ourselves the question, what is the reason why men live lives of this kind in the desert? whereby some receive injury mentally, and some are ensnared by lasciviousness. Whereupon Paphnutius, that man of great learning, made answer unto us in the following words, saying, All the various things which take place in the world must be divided into two categories, for some happen through the direct will of God, 
and others by his permission only the things which are wrought to the praise of god especially happen by the direct desire of god but all those which appertain to loss or injury and danger and to matters which produce tribulation take place by the permission of god now permission ariseth from a fault on the part of the mind for it is impossible for a man who thinketh rightly to fall into foul sins or into the error which ariseth from the devils for all these take place through a corrupt intent or disposition and through the love of the approval of the children of men and by the daring of the thoughts which hope to make perfect spiritual excellence such men fall into reprehensible wickedness and god permitteth them so to do that they may be a help unto others and when they feel the difference which hath come upon them through this permission they may remember themselves and return again unto spiritual excellence either that which existeth in the mind or that which existeth in deeds and sometimes it is the mind which sinneth that is to say when that sin which taketh place is committed with evil intent and sometimes it is the deeds themselves which must be rejected as for example when they are performed in a manner which is quite beyond everything which is right and seemly and this latter case happeneth frequently thus a man of lust will with corrupt design give alms unto young women in order that he may fulfil his foul desire even though at the beginning he may say it is a beautiful act for us to offer help to the maiden who is an orphan and alone in the world and in misery and again it may happen that a man may begin to do alms with a good and acceptable intent to those who are sick or to those who have lost their riches and become poor and that though he giveth his gift in a niggardly manner and may murmur at the expense and wax wroth his motive in giving will be found to be a right one now the deed is not to be thought equal to the motive for it is right for the man who would show mercy to make his gift gladly and with a good eye and they also spoke the following there is a difference between the gifts which exist in various souls some of them possess keenness of mind some of them find it exceedingly easy and simple to acquire the habits of ascetic self-denial or to do that which is difficult for other souls to do but when a man maketh use of his gift of keenness of mind without a good object for so doing or when he exerteth his faculty of performing things because it is easy for him to do so or when men exercise the gifts which they have received they do not ascribe as would be right the correctness of their spiritual excellences unto god but to their own desire and to their keenness of mind and those to whom it is sufficient to perform fair works are permitted by the divine providence to be caught in a snare either by filthy deeds or filthy passions or by the contempt or by the disgrace which cometh unto them from the children of men so that through the shame and contempt which they receive from the multitude they may little by little or by degrees cast away from them their boasting about the spiritual excellence which they imagine they possess for he who is inflated and unduly exalted at the keenness of speech which he possesseth doth not ascribe to god as is right such keenness or the discovery of the knowledge which is from him but to his own training forsooth or to his own naturally keen disposition therefore doth god remove from him the angel of his divine providence and the angel being separated from him this man is immediately vanquished by his adversary
and he who was unduly lifted up in his keenness of mind and speech falls into lasciviousness or into some kind of filthy passion because he was unduly exalted and because he was lifted up and because the witness of chastity hath separated himself from him the things which are said by him become unworthy of credence and those who fear god flee from the teaching of the mouth of the man who is in this condition even as they would flee from a fountain which is full of leeches so that there may be fulfilled that which is written unto the sinner god saith what hast thou to do with the books of my commandments psalm fifty sixteen and thou hast taken my covenant in thy mouth for in very truth the souls of those who are moved by passions are like unto fountains of diverse kinds the souls of gluttons and those who live in impurity and drunkenness are like unto muddy springs and the souls of those who love money and are avarice are like unto wells which are full of frogs and the souls of those who live in envy and pride even though there be found in their nature a faculty for receiving doctrine are like unto wells which breed snakes and which even though their flow be continual no man is able to drink from because of the bitterness of their manners and habits and because of this the blessed man david asked and entreated god to give him three things graciousness or sweetness knowledge and instruction for without graciousness knowledge hath no use and if a man whose manner of life is thus correct shall himself lift from off himself the cause of the permission from god which is boasting and shall take upon himself humility and shall recognize his true capacity and shall not at the same time exalt himself over any man and shall confess or give thanks unto god the witness of knowledge will return unto him again now this is the behavior of spiritual excellence for the spiritual words of a chaste mode of life do not permit to grow up together with them the parched smear grasses and ears of corn which have been smitten by the south wind or drought and which by reason of their appearance make men think they are full whilst there is no flour of bread in them every lapse or calamity which taketh place either through the tongue or through some feeling or through some action or through the whole body taketh place in proportion to the measure of a man's pride and by the permission of god who showeth compassion upon those who commit themselves to his divine providence for if in addition to their skill in ordering their speech and their keenness of nature the lord were also to testify to the beauty of their words by never permitting them to fall the arrogance with which they would exalt themselves in impurity would probably surpass that of the devils and the following also did these men in the house of abba paphnutius say unto us when thou seest evil deeds and acts that is to say the conversation of him who leadeth an evil life and knowest that they are fair and exceedingly plausible remember the devil also as we learn from the holy scriptures spake with christ st matthew four three and also the testimony which saith now the serpent was the most subtle genesis three one of all the serpents which were on the earth and that it was by reason of his subtlety that destruction came upon him because he possessed no other quality of excellence which attached itself closely to his cunning for it is meet that the believing man who feareth god should ponder upon that which god giveth unto him and let him speak 
that which he meditateth, and let him do that which he speaketh. For if to the asservation of the words there be not attached a brotherhood in acts and deeds, it is bread without salt, which cannot be eaten, lest digestion be disturbed, even as the blessed man Job said. Can the thing which is inspid be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the juice of the ox-tongue plant? Job 6.6 6. Even thus polished words possess no savor whatsoever unless they be made complete by works. Now therefore there is one kind of permission which hideth spiritual excellence in order that it may be revealed, as, for example, that of Job concerning which God made known, when he said unto him, Job 48, Blame not my judgment, and think not that I have done these things unto thee for any other reason than that it might be known that thou art righteous. Thou wast known unto me because I see secret things, but thou wast not revealed unto the children of men, because they thought that thou didst care exceedingly for riches, that thou mightest make perfect my pleasure. It was for this reason that I brought upon thee the trial of stripping thee of thy riches, so that I might show them thy gratitude towards me, and thy patient endurance. And there is another kind of permission which God giveth in order to drive out pride or arrogance. As in the case of Paul, or the blessed Paul was permitted by means of distractions and a goad, and he fell into diverse tribulations, and he said, There hath been given unto me a goad in my flesh, a messenger of Satan. Second Corinthians 12.7 To buffet me, so that I may not be unduly exalted. Lest through the superfluity of the revelations and signs and gratifications of the Spirit, and prosperity and honors which were found with him, he might become lax and fall into arrogance. And the paralytic was remitted because of sin, even according to what our Redeemer said unto him, Behold, thou art whole, sin no more. St. John 5.14 And Judas was permitted because he held money. St. Matthew 27.5 In greater esteem than life, and because of this he hanged himself. In Esu, Genesis 25.32 Was permitted, and he fell into filthy desire because he honored the dung of the bowels more than the divine birthright. Therefore, because the blessed Paul understood all these things, did he say concerning men, because they have not decided within themselves that they will know God. He hath delivered them over unto an empty understanding, so that they may work that which is unseemly. Romans 1, 21-28 And concerning other men who think that the knowledge of God is in them, together with the corrupt mind which they possess, he said, Because they have known God, and have not praised him as God, in giving thanks unto him. He hath delivered them over unto the passions of disgrace. Therefore, from these things it is meet that we should know that it is impossible for a man to stumble and fall into filthy desire without the permission of the providence of God. End of chapters 50 through 52